I'll make them all see that I could be anything I wanna be If you got a dream, then you need persistence and lots of belief, yeah Yo, don't take that Hey, what's going on? Kyle George And I'm Rodney Harris And you are listening to A Different Angle Oh man, today is a special occasion for, for your boy Um, We have a gentleman that I've known for my daughter's life uh essentially i've known i've known this man for almost a decade or no just about a decade it's crazy um we've been through a lot together man we've seen each other grow we've seen each other at our best we've seen each other at our worst and i'm just extremely happy to have this man on the show um before i introduce him the proper way first and foremost brother rod how you feeling today man Man, I'm feeling a little bit rough physically. You know, yeah. it's been a long week so far. Had a couple of changes made at the J-O-B. Um, but as far as mental health goes, I know we like to check on each other on this show. I would say I'm, yes, at, I'm at a good seven, man. I'm in good okay, place. that's good. I'm not, not too – I'm right where I'm right in the pocket. Right where yeah. I like to be. Right. I don't want to be too over the top, but I don't want to be too down. You know, I'm right in the pocket, seven. That's why I like to keep myself nice and steady. But we're doing, doing good, man. Things are cooking. Things are moving. Hopefully, good news just keeps coming. And I know life is kind of life sometimes, but it's about how you roll with those punches, man. Absolutely. What we say, right? Life be life. Um, <laughs> so as for me, uh, I'm better than last week, which is a good thing. Uh, I would like i say I'm like a seven and a half. It's a solid spot to be at. Um, you know, this whole waking up extra early to 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 travel is a little draining, but you know, gotta do what I gotta do for me and the fam, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but other than that, opportunities are good. Um, the interview last week was amazing. So shout out to Alex Kane, man. Brother, I appreciate you for jumping on the show again. Um, and those views keep going up, so I'm real happy about that. Uh, but once again, the special guest is a brother of mine, damn near like brothers. He got a shiny head and it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Melon, what's good, yeah, bro, bro? What's going on, man? Great to be here with you guys. Oh, man. You know, another day, another day, another day above ground and being blessed. It's Absolutely, good. man. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you. you. I appreciate well, you. Nah, man, listen, you know, uh, let me explain to the people real quick. As Melon and I was first introduced, because we've been cool literally since the day we met. Um, and that's not that's not an exaggeration. No, literally true. since day true. one, the day we met each other, um, we've just, it's it was kind of a lock on that. Um, but Melon and I, and I, amongst other people, have had a lot of deep conversations. And it went from literally the whole range, right? Relationships mm -hmm. to video games, to comics, to uh, mental health, to a lot of other things. And essential crises. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously though. But it was yeah. it was rough. It was rough for both of us for a lot of times, and yeah. um, we 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 held each other down. We were there for each other. So I thought it was only right to bring the man on the show. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, uh. So oh, it's here right there as you talk. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, sir. Please don't. It's heartfelt. Please don't. You're gonna have me ugly cry on the show. I'm I'm good. I don't need to do that. 
I'm not saying it's okay for y'all to cry. Okay. Let's 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 That's put that right. out there. Yes. I just don't need to right at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to pause pause the episode. Um, but brother, you have a very interesting background. Right. You are from uh, Guyana. Yes, not Ghana, Guyana. Not Ghana, not Ghana, <laughs> not Guyana, South America. Um, <laughs> but you were born and partly raised there. Then yeah. you moved over to London. Yeah. And then you were mainly raised there. That's yeah. where most most of your life was spent before you, right? Yeah, not anymore. No, right, I was about a, to say. Yeah, yeah, I've been say, American now longer. You until now, came yeah. here or came to New York. So real quick, can you just kind of explain to people because you have this very unique experience of being in three different companies companies excuse me three different (laughs) (laughs) and more um three different countries uh with very different backgrounds and and upbringings and culture can you just kind of explain how living in those places have made you who you are today you know Sure. I mean, to be honest, though, I kind of feel I'm very fortunate and lucky to even have that kind of thing happening anyone in you know in my life. But in the order that it did happen, was perfect. I think if I did it the opposite way around, or if I did, you know, when I was younger, I was living in America and then moved to Guyana and then moved to the UK. I think that order would completely jack me up mentally. Yeah, but. <laughs> The order was perfect. Uh, Guyana was really great for um, developing a sense of uh, family, space, nature, um, n- this kind of community. It's mm-hmm. really, it's really, uh, it's a, it's a, you know, I grew up in a, in the countryside in Guyana, which is even more about family, like the entire village or the entire place knew me as a kid and you right. were, it was a it's a beautiful place to grow up, you know, a uh, place called Pleasance. Um again. It was like then, it was like cheers. <laughs> yeah, Everybody knew were, your name. Yeah, yeah, everyone knew my name. I if I was you couldn't go missing, you right. know, like, oh, he's by this neighbor's house and whatever. You went home, you got locked outside, doesn't matter. Just go next door. They'll right. they'll feed you, sleep, whatever. Your parents come home, whatever. They'll, you can go back. No, no issues at all right in that aspect family then you move i moved over to the uk and the uk i was isolated for the first time i was yeah. very alienated uh, i really didn't i was out of my depth and everything culture shock uh white people <laughs> you know like i say that in a in a funny way but it's just it was different the truth. because yeah of, the culture the culture there is different in terms of just i would say good night or uh Good afternoon. I was very polite, and mm-hmm. I was told to be that, taught to be that way to elders. But the culture in that country wasn't like that, and people would look at me strange. And when I went over there, like, "What? What is that? Right? Who are you? You know, like stranger <laughs> danger. You know." And I was a kid. <laughs> I was a kid. Yeah, it was. It was really. It was strange for me. And then I had to really learn the dynamics there. But it became a beautiful place in itself, and that it had its own culture. The UK is very. It's very diverse. Yeah. It's very, um, it's a melting pot. It's the same Especially kind of London. Yeah. I was grew up in London and all my, my friends were from all aspects of, uh, you know, different countries. I had a lot of friends were from Morocco, 
Lebanon, Philippines, mm-hmm. Scottish, uh, Mongolia. These are I'm not, I'm not talking like um, these are just like any friends. I'm talking these are close friends. These are friends I can call to this day. Like I had Caribbean, like tight knit, very diverse group of people and culture was great. You know, you grew up around all this history in the UK. It's a lot of history, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of history, good and bad, but nonetheless. Right. And then switching over to America and re- getting back in touch with my dad's side of the family and getting this kind of grit. And mm-hmm. this America comes with its own set of what you're going to get from over here. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, now we with the wolves. Get some teeth. Get yourself in the in the mode of it's grind time and you know putting yourself in the right positions meeting the right people and i find new york is so beautiful and scary and exciting and then you get into this groove of things and then you realize wow this is this is really a good place but it's also will crush you if you don't you know yeah definitely so these kind of aspects of all these things kind of all interplay to make me who i am today but I'm glad that the order the order happened the way it did. For sure. I mean, and you know, once again, we've known each other for damn near a decade now yeah. and even even knowing you from then to now and and I know I can say this for both of us, vice versa, right? Yeah. Watching me grow, I know it has been a whirlwind for you just just to look yeah, and yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you went from that to this so that, and yeah, 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 and yeah. vice versa, right? So, yeah. you know, we've seen each other in relationships, we've seen you've seen me grow as a father. Yeah. You know. That's a, that was um, a big one. That was oh, man. Yeah, Listen to stories. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> But um, you know, and now you you seen me as you know now I'm almost married, which I know yeah. is yes. I don't smile like that. <laughs> don't. Once again, he's known me for a very long time, so so it he's seen and heard a lot. Um, but like I said, man, vice versa. I've seen you go out of relationships. I've seen mm-hmm. you go from job to job. I've seen mm-hmm. your mental health both up and down, yep. you know, so, pendulum so swings. <laughs> yeah, always, always. So I know I can say and speak for the both of us when I say not only should we, not only are we proud of each other, but we should definitely be proud of ourselves. Definitely. Right? Um, but let's jump into something that I know Rod could definitely relate to. Uh, poetry. You, sir, uh, are a writer uh, of some yeah. amazing poetry. And I'm not just saying that because you're on the show. Thank you. Um, what is it about putting your thoughts on paper <laughs> and or your cell phone? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what is it about putting your thoughts down and transforming it into poetry that you love so much? Um, personally speaking, uh, it's my, I guess, deepest or most, I guess, I guess the best way I can uh, outlet of my emotion or my deepest thoughts. So a lot of times I would have thoughts on, or on things that are happening in my life or things that I've seen and I would have a take on it, but it would be kind of, sometimes it would be too dark or too intimate, or I don't know how to, I couldn't relate that to someone speaking to them. You know, I would have to have the conversation to then lead into that thought process. Whereas I could just write it. I could just put it down. 
I could express it and I could make it sound good. I could make it, I could play with it in a way where I couldn't, if I spoke it out, conversated it with you, I can have an idea that might've upset me or completely messed with my mind. And then I turn it into something that I feel like, oh, that's, that sounds good again. That sounds interesting. And I could give that to somebody and then see what, how they feel about it. Like, oh, and maybe they take it. Maybe something else happens, you know, a different interaction and it's a whole new thing. So it's very deep and intimate and I get to express it and play with it in a different way that I couldn't if I just talked. No, absolutely. I think that poetry is such an easy way, and especially speaking as a man, for me, poetry is such an easy way to not necessarily write in that diary, write yeah. in that journal, you know? Um, if you're not a journal writer, if you're not a diary guy, <laughs> poetry is a way, that's your diary, that's your journal, and that's how I always looked at it. It's funny, like, I love the fact that you're into poetry, because I'm, I've been in poetry since I want to say seventh grade was when the first time I ever wrote an actual poem. I had a poetry class in seventh grade. And I fell nice. off. The first poetry book I read was Who Would Cry for a Little Boy by Antoine Fisher. And still wow. to this day, it's my favorite book I've ever read. Um, So, yeah, am I the greatest at poetry? No, but it helped me open up so I can definitely relate to you and say yeah. putting, putting those dark thoughts, those intimate thoughts, those putting it somewhere so it doesn't stay trapped upside your yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. actually disperse itself, and you can code it the way you want to to let the reader, whoever's reading this, whoever's going, you're going to have to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Are you? laughs> no, no. No, but it's so, like music, right? Decipher so, that. <laughs> you, know, you listen to music, and you decipher things yeah. the way you kind of want to decipher things. You know, so it's... All right, I got a question for both of you. Uh -huh. Do you uh -huh. like poetry where... I got you. Wait, or did you want to finish your statement? I know I brought up Antoine Fisher as my first book yeah. I read. Great movie! I fell in love with. And this is before I even seen the movie. I pulled the uh, book out, and I was like, I pulled it out of this, the classroom library. What's, what's, what's this? And there was poems. And it was like, so, okay, so I sat down and started reading them, and I read them, and I read them. I was like, I was like wow. This, this is crazy. crazy. <laughs> so I, was, I fell in love, man. And I wanted to ask you, is there an author or is there a poet that you fell in love with ah, really you, grabbed you. Do you want to know that this is the secret I, I don't say to anyone? I don't. I haven't read. I don't even read poetry. Literally, this is anytime I write is me spilling what's in my head. I have to spill it out somehow. However, that's I, ha I have um, browsed different po poetry, haikus, even not the Japanese, but I just haven't picked it uh an author that's specific. I just would just randomly just go through and look and read poems and these type of things. And then I recall when I was younger, my mother and we used to read poems to me. And there was, a, and my grandfather too. And I couldn't, I didn't know at the time what it was. It just sounded like stories, but I recall a few of them. But in particular, there's no actual author. I can't tell you like there's one time or anything that's really stood out to me that I'm like, this guy is the guy. But so that's the secret. I just 
spill the beans. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing because when you're sitting down watching Jeopardy and your wife looks over to you, especially you know that that Edgar Allan Poe. At, like, nope, I don't. Right, right. I, no. I, I don't. I don't mess with Edgar Allan Poe. I don't know like that. I'll you about, yeah, all I know are ravens. Oh, all I know are ravens, and only raven I respect is from the Teen Titans. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. crazy enough, like it's 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 strange, but I, it's one of the things I should be researching more of, but I just never did because I feel like it's just me writing intimate parts of my brain. I, you know, I, I, no, I appreciate that. And that's, that's so cool to, to just, you were so locked into what you had going on and thinking, and I'm not here to write for style. I'm not here to write no. the way <laughs> I'm here to just get these thoughts out. Yeah. Because my, own, my mind's going to explode. Yeah. How great is that, man? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It's literally that's the base cool. concept for me. Like, that's straight cool, base. I, I respect that. That's dope. And <laughs> yeah. so it, it's crazy you mentioned it because I was about to ask you guys if, uh, I mean, I kind of, I, I kind of already know when it comes to the writing for both of you, <laughs> but, but, what would you enjoy more, and or if you, so I was gonna say, what do you enjoy more, writing poetry where? Every line is a rhyme, or every second line is a rhyme. I almost said bar, you know, the hip hop in me almost came out. Or do you like writing in the style of a haiku or mm. something like that? Or, or, and, and if you, I don't want to say if you don't like, but if you haven't written in that style of a haiku, um, how much interest is there in that style of poetry? Mm. Okay. You want to go first, buddy? Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, really? Yes, you go first. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no uh, for me personally, so I used to rap and do music back in the day, right? Yeah, you did. So back in the day. So I had a basically put it this since I was really young, um, the basis of all of like anything to do with writing and things came from my mother and being an English teacher and professor. So I was classically schooled of forever. Just I'm always writing and doing stories. And since I was very little, so then I got into the music stuff and I was making raps and stuff. So when it came to like bars and sequences, mm -hmm. when I wrote poetry first, I thought, okay, I got to rhyme and I got to do these things. Mm -hmm. But then I started writing and it didn't come out that way. It didn't. <laughs> in fact, I completely it was completely different in comparison to when I wrote bars or yeah, if I had a song. So then I absolutely. realized like I don't want it to rhyme it all the time. I want it to just be. I had sequences I would do, and then I would change sequences. I would change the scheme of how I would do things in, in yeah. poetry because I wanted it to be fresh. I wanted it to seem like it's this is literally something is inside someone's mind that you should take as one body of work and just try to decipher what it is that a person is feeling and how that interacts with you. Right. Does it relate to you? Do you feel something for it? And then when I finish writing it, I read over. And if I feel, because when I'm writing it, it's not really, I'm not feeling it as much. I'm just getting it out. And when I read it over, I have to feel it. If I don't feel it, I don't put it out. I got to feel something when I read it again that, oh, damn, that, yes. Okay, that is that's what I wanted, and then I can give it out to someone because I'm like, mm -hmm. did you feel that? Did you, did right, you feel right. what I felt, or how did you feel? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Then that's it. So there's no real sequences. In fact, I try to stay away from 
from that completely. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Oh man. That's so that man, he, this is this is <laughs> fun. <laughs> this is so much fun. Now, what I did was I started out writing more haikus and limericks. Like, mm, like you nice. said, I had to be a rhyming, and if it don't rhyme, it don't make sense. It's not for <laughs> right, right, right. You know, right. silly Rodney that read every poetry book possible that rhymed, dilly dally back and forth. And I was like, all right, look, when you put it on paper with your own thoughts, it does not come out that way. Because yeah. if you're trying to force a limerick, you're, it's going to sound crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not you. You're just forcing the style. So yeah. you become more, which as I gotten older, I become more free verse. I become yeah. more l- lyrical poet than mm-hmm. just haikus are fun, super fun. I've tried a few, by the way. I love them. They they're great. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I, I'm not, no problems with them at all. Yeah, I'm issues with a sonnet. I don't have no problems with a limerick, but yeah, I, I feel like I started that to get into this journey, and as I matured a little bit, became a man. It's more free verse. It's literally I could take a napkin and write a poem right now. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's just it's off the top of the dome. It's it's lyrical style, and yeah. that's so cool to me that the development of where I became. Man, I remember writing like one stanza and like five lines and call it and it rhymed. How great that was! If I can go back and find those poems that from what I wrote when I was a kid, good grief! Yeah. <laughs> So no, it, you, it would be interesting though. I think that you would you would be like pleasantly surprised at how your brain worked at that time. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and the spelling mistakes, forget about it. <laughs> well, I mean, and, you know, and no, it's so cool. We still have the mistakes. Both It's terrible. I mean that as a positive. Appreciate oh, you. Okay. Yeah. We got to relate to other people. What if there's somebody out there I'm who's having spelling it. issues? <laughs> right? can, yeah, you can right. look at us. So right. This right. Okay. This right. This right. Go, right. I can be behind the microphone. So nah. <laughs> that's why we have editors. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. true. And, and spell check is a thing. So uh, the beauty about that is you develop and you get better and you mature, and that's so dope that. You didn't even stop. like you. You push that aside. You use what you had as a rapper and uh, as a lyricist, I should say, yeah. and you decided to turn that into saying, "All right, listen, let me stop trying to make it what it is. I'm gonna just put this down, and what is gonna happen? It's gonna be my thoughts. Yeah. I, mean, I don't care how it sounds because it sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm not writing this for nobody else. I'm writing this for me. And I always start my head." I gotta write this poem because I gotta give it to this girl. I gotta write this poem because I wanna, <laughs> I wanna give it to my mom on Mother's Day. I wanna write this poem. As you get older, you just stop doing that. I'm just yeah. writing, write it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Really come across it, that's you. <laughs> like, and, that's, that's so dope. Thanks, man. But in a big way, too, a lot of the thoughts, I can't rap about some of the things that I'm writing about. Like, it's it doesn't, it's not fun. It's not yeah. like, it's, it's not like, I'm talking about like, you know, something uh, like a something dark or, you know, I for instance, I wrote about um, Eminem did it. No, but I, well, I mean, you, I'm, I'm sure you can. I, I, but for me, no, I no, didn't, no. I, it, it didn't work for you. No, absolutely. Yeah, it just didn't work for me. I, I wrote about this um, girl, uh, a young girl like uh, that was being abused and I couldn't express that in in a in a song yeah a song or something and so i the poetry for me like you know i'm able to do like really like i can address topics that i feel like oh man i wish i could speak on that or how i would speak on that what would that sound like but you know i can't make that yeah i'm not gonna write 
put a beat on that. I can hear him now with his dope ass accent. Drop the beat. Oh, <laughs> so and I I wanted to touch at least for me too because poetry is how I got into music, how I got into rapping. So I and I had you know the typical right. You have your composition notebook. You open it. You know you write down your poetry. Mm-hmm. And for me, going from that to hip hop and doing the style of rapping that I did. For me, it was kind of vice versa, right? So I I did my poetry, but then once I kind of was like, once I was in a position where I understood hip hop a lot better, I was like, you know what? I can transfer this to music. And and so for me, like I remember doing a song called Crazy Trip, which to this day is like a lot of people's favorite favorite song I've done. Will y'all listen to it? And by you, I mean the listener, probably not. But <laughs> um, but the f- cool thing about that song was that it was literally just a point of imagination. And it was like the very last verse of that song. I'm talking about Bugs Bunny and uh, <laughs> Aladdin and and football at one, like use a football line there and then. Uh, Elma, no, no, no. Uh, 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 oh God, I'm blinking out. Either way, like, so for me, it was, it was the music. And, and just like you said, you know, when you write, you know, your poetry, if you can't necessarily feel it, it's like you can't really release it, you know, even though that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody else won't feel it. Right. Yeah. That's how I was with my music. If I was like, "Eh, I don't know about this song. It was in a bag somewhere, you know, it was somewhere else. Maybe I'll revisit it. Maybe I'll reword some things. Um, but poetry, even to this day, like I, I love poetry. Poetry is such, like I said, for, for music, it, it's very similar, obviously, right? To where yeah. when you listen to it or when you read it and you internalize it, um, <laughs> message <laughs> um but when you internalize it it's your interpretation of it right yeah. and it's like reading a story if you're reading a story what your imagination brings to that story for you might not be the same or more than likely will not be the same for somebody uh, else highly unlikely yeah <laughs> so if it's not like a comic book or a video game or something like that, where the visual is already given to you. And, you know, Harry Potter, for instance, right? If we didn't have the movies, every person would have had a different idea of what Harry actually looks like, or what Snape looks like, or what Voldemort mm-hmm. looks like, right? So it's, you know, I, I love that you guys feel and write the poetry y'all do. It's because of the way that you guys write it. Because, like I said, I had the opportunity <laughs> i had the opportunity to read you know both of your works from time to time and you know like i said my interpretation might have been different from Elon's, or it might have been different from rod and what i love about that is that it opens your guys eyes to something different right to view your own writing differently yeah. now you still have that original feeling of how you felt 
But listening to somebody else's imp- interpretation of it, you go, oh, snap. I, I didn't even think didn't about even it think that way. That, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like writing a bar that that you're like, oh, OK, this is this is fire. La, da, da. And then somebody's like, oh, well, did you even see how you put this and that together? You're like, nah, I didn't. You know, yeah. so. So, yeah, man, I'm happy you guys got got the chance to to to, to jam about poetry, man. Yeah, definitely, man. And I got to read your work, Rodney, man. I got to definitely read some of your stuff. Yeah, man. Listen, as soon as I cop, I have everything written down. I don't I don't like typing out. So as soon as I get it up, I'm definitely because Trish got mad at that my way. My yeah, absolutely, I'm grabbing your information because I, I want to read your work. And Trish been yelling definitely. at me, tired of having these books laying around with no bunch of not, no books on the top. I don't even know what's in them. I'm like good, good. You don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Hey, you're not supposed yeah. to. That's, <laughs> yeah, why yeah. that's why there's a lock on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> about to go to rampage, right? You need a fingerprint to even get in that book. Um, so. With that being said, let's jump into our main topic for the day. So I've been watching a lot of videos recently about men having and or not having, (laughs) more of them has been not, Mm -hmm. having safe spaces. That's with their spouses, that's with their friends, parents, work, whatever the case may be. So let's jump into this one. Um, shout out to tonight's conversation. Um, amazing group of black men and women who do go on tour and they have just these, you know, what people call real conversation, right? So check, make sure to check them out. Um, but one was saying that he feels like, you know, men don't necessarily have that safe space, especially when it comes to their spouses, right? Because <laughs> we're, so, you know, and we've said this on the show before, right? Our culture has a tendency to tell us to not show emotion or to not be in tune with your emotions. If you show emotion, it's weak. Um, and then we get put in the place where the men are the providers of the family, but because we're placed in that position, that weakness is going to your woman and crying on her lap or showing the, or saying that I can't do it. You know, um, there's a lot of different things I I figure we're just going to get into, but to start, how do you guys feel about us having, having a safe space, particularly black men, Having a safe space, it, it, it is in, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? Um, particularly black men, especially when it's down to having conversations with your spouse and it may be feeling like they're like, oh, well, you know, you're going through this, but blah, 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 blah. You know, um, got Um at least for, for my kind of um, understanding of it, because I feel that the word or the root of the word safe, you know, these type of things are concepts that you can't really, it's going to apply differently to to different people. Absolutely. So, but safety is, is across the board, mainly, you know, men, I don't think have that kind of, 
kind of like a luxury almost, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> you have to cultivate it and then you have to create it. But to be fair or to, to, to really make that actual thing to be safe, I feel that like you can only achieve that mentally because you're never safe, essentially, at any given point. You have to create a space where you're safe for the majority of your your existence, you know, your your time in this place. But to be completely safe all the time, it, it, I guess that's like a frame of a frame of thought, a frame of a frame of your mind, because you're not, especially if you're a black man. At any given time, just if you just think about just life in itself, right? If you took away, let's just strip away color, you know, met like man, woman, take away all of it. Just life, the ex your existence on this planet is you're teetering on nothingness at any given time. It's gone. Yeah. What's what's safe then? What's <laughs> you know at, at any given moment? I've seen the weirdest things. Like you could people be watching TV in their house, and a car flies through their window, and boom, dead. Yeah. <laughs> you get a stroke. You can nothing you could have zero signs of anything and die in the spot you have an ecosystem that's inside you right now in your stomach that's relying on different nutrients that you might have you ate earlier today and if you didn't put certain things in you might die off of that you can like when it comes to the word like safe are you talking about safe as in financially safe are you talking about safe as an emotionally safe that's why I say that it's a frame of thought. It's a, it's a something that you have to cultivate in your mind that you know, okay, no matter what happens in my life, no matter what is going on around me, I feel in tune with myself and I feel safe no matter what. And usually you can attach that to something higher than you. Mm -hmm. So maybe God, maybe it's religion. Maybe it's something, but it's mainly going to come. That inner peace would usually come for some, from understanding something above you that is more powerful than right. any of the things that could kill you or take away your safety. Because then you could then rest that. You can rest your mind assured, knowing yeah. no matter what, I'll be okay. Right. Some, something got you. Like and and right. you know, I'm not I'm not, I'm not I'm not being specific about no no, no right, about right right that. Look, no, I say I'm it saying a, a higher power a higher is energy. A, right. Yeah, higher... something something like that really helps in really developing a deep sense of safety because then you understand that life will be life and life be life in like you know it's because you know it's just what it is it's just what yeah. it is there's so many factors that could change that yeah. but. There's something above that 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 is governing this thing or overseeing it, and you're a part of it. So you're never nothing could be lost, nothing right. could be taken from you, nothing nothing is out of your touch or your reach that you can't have or it's nothing. It's here for you. You you're in it, and you, it's possible, and you're okay, and you'll be okay. That's it. Man, that was so insightful. Man, oh, Told how do you follow that up? <laughs> that was tough. But see, the thing is, we 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 look at like like you said, Milan. It's 
it's more of what you define safe. What's your safe space? What's your safe? What, what is safe to you? Now, as a black man, it we just trying to live. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we trying to do. I think I'll say our safe place is waking up every day if we could. Yeah. You know, and that's it's so hard because in our in our form in our walk of life, we we suffer the most from a high heart disease. We suffer the most from diabetes. We suffer the most high blood pressure, high blood pressure, yeah. hypertension, mm-hmm. all stress related illnesses and ailments happens to a lot of black African American men or, or just black men in general in this country. So it's difficult for us to have a safe space. Because life is always going to be life in. It doesn't matter what we do, but sometimes yeah. life just works against us and things that we can't even control. And sure. it's not our fault. It's just about the way we look. It's just about the way we talk. It's just about the way we act. It's the association we keep. And that, and that those couple of things I listed don't just stand for black men. That stands for men in general. So you got to be careful as far as what you choose to have as your safe space because that woman that you're laying next to might not be so safe. Right. That that company you keep might not be so safe. That job you have might not be so safe. The people that you open up your heart and your brain to might not be so safe. Yeah. You got to really narrow it down and really start to wean (laughs) the legs out. It's a giant octopus. It's got eight legs and all (laughs) all of the tentacles got something attached to it. Drama, stress, love, all those things you got to start weaning out those tentacles start picking off the little barnacles off that tentacle because some of those barnacles might be those best friends that you have for 10 15,000 years yeah but yeah. they're just that they're, they're adding stress to your heart not adding stress to your life and you can't open up to them about anything it might be that woman that you've been with for all these years it's just every day you come home with something new that you gotta just fight through and deal with. Now, granted, marriage is marriage. I'm not sitting here condoning people leave your leave your wives, go and get a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> not telling you that. <laughs> the thing is, if you got if you if you going through something and you're battling, you guys are fighting and you're trying your hardest, but you feel like you can never be safe. And I'm not talking about like well being. It's violent. It could be that situation, but I'm talking about yeah, you can't too. open up. Hopefully, it's not. Yeah. And, and speak. That exists. Oh no, no, no! I'm not saying no. I'm not saying it doesn't, it. Exist. It doesn't exist. But like, if you, I mean, that's one aspect of it. But yeah. if you don't feel safe to open your mouth and really share your true heart yeah. with that person you're laying yeah. next to, you might have to reevaluate the person you're laying next to. And yeah. like, it's all of those things play a part. And I want men to really, really sit down and think about this going into the going into the winter because it, it gets it gets a little depressing during this time. It's cold. Ain't nothing to do. We, we got football to save us. We got sports, but we in the house. We in the house. Yeah. You can't go out with the stress. So they're just gonna follow you. It's just gonna follow you because those friends you trying to hide away from, be a hermit crab from, they're gonna be with the ball with you when you trying to escape. Like it, it's, yeah. it's always going to be around, but you yeah. got to start breaking away and make those hard decisions to really trust what's safe. I'm Can so, I add, add to you, Rodney, a little, yes. just a little, in terms of what you're saying, right? I gave a broad aspect about your safety, but narrowing it down to your, like, say, to your person would be, like, maybe three factors, you know? Who you spend the most time with or your loved one. So, like, your girl or your wife or whoever it is, that is, like, vital. Mm-hmm. Who are your closest friends? Usually mm-hmm. for men, probably you have about two, three that are four, maybe, 
that's around you or you talk to consistently enough, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, that you know because they are important. And where where do you invest your time for your future or like your financial right. investments? You know, because right. that that changes all your safety around in terms of your housing, your food, these type of things. But I think those are the three factors probably. And those and three, those are the three biggest yeah. over yeah. all three. And narrow it down. And those, and granted, he he said, you know, woman, wife, but that that does relate to everyone, right? So remember, remember that that. Sorry, you know what? I won't go that way. Here's the my thing about being safe is simply, is simply this, right? Especially when it comes to your spouse. Speaking from experience, it took me a very long time to speak up. It took me a very long time to, you know, for for lack of better terms, you know, like have my balls drop and actually speak my mind, right? And for me personally, it was a lot of it was because I don't like confrontation. That's never really been my thing. It's still not my thing. But I am less worried now to speak my mind than I was ever. And part of that is because I understand that if this is the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with, I'm going to need to be able to say most of the things that I want to say, because let's be honest, you can't say everything, can't say all right? Like, you can't say everything. I mean, you could, little, but then you, you want to be together. Yeah, yeah, it's a little wild. It's a little wild, all right? But but you should be able to to speak, right? Now, if that causes a fight, if that, if that, if you got to step away for a little bit, and I don't mean like a break, quote, end quote, but I mean, like literally just stepping away, not saying anything for half an hour, an hour or whatever, you know, to gather your thoughts, then that's fine too. It takes a while to get there for many people. Now, some people, it's not a problem at all. You're going to hear what I'm going to say, whether you like it or not. My thing is simply this, right? I think there needs to be a point where and I'm pretty sure all three of us still have this issue. I think that this what I'm about to say is a very human thing to deal with. But we have to understand that not everything being said is meant to hurt you. Mm. Right? Not everything being said is meant to bring you down. It's meant to have you realize things. And I've had to learn that the hard way. And I still do. Right? Every day is a learning curve. And and it's vice versa. It's, it, it, you know... Look, you do this and it does this to me. But this is where I want to, or Rod, I know you had a point real quick. No, I wanted to add to that, that the truth doesn't always have to be confrontational. It's only confrontational yeah. to the person that's accepting that truth. Yeah. So the person that's given the truth don't necessarily, not, not trying to be confrontational, is you telling the truth that's being the good part of that, that person. You're telling them the truth. I'd rather somebody tell me the truth a lot of me. But right. as a, as a person, I'm gonna take that personally, and be, only because it attacks who you may maybe attack who you are. Yeah, and you might you might to understand that it, to the core to the point where you're like, "Why did everybody say this about me?" Ah, well, maybe if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, 
But that's the point of the truth, though. It ain't the no truth is supposed to be to reveal. It's a revelation. It's supposed to be yeah. to reveal. And if it doesn't, when it does reveal, then most times people are hurt by it because yeah. I've tried to hold that back. I, oh, I didn't know that everyone. Knows. Yeah, that's who you are. <laughs> we see oh, it. <laughs> and, and it's okay. I want people to understand. It's okay to tell somebody the truth. Yeah. Because don't walk out here lying to people. Because there's people out here that honestly believe these lies that they live oh, in man. lies, just straight lies, and people have been telling, "No, it's okay, you're fine." No, they're no, not. Fine. No. <laughs> yeah. no, stop telling them they're fine. They're not fine. <laughs> no, and I, I think it's also realization. Well, what we've been saying, right? It's realization with yourself, and yeah. sometimes a safe space, like 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 Malon said. That safe space needs to be within your own mind at times. It depends on it depends on on the situation, right? But yeah. if you're not okay with you, and I feel like I just had this conversation with somebody, if you're not okay with you, you can't be good for everybody else. If I'm not good, I know that my child isn't good. If I'm not good, if Rodney or Malon had an issue and they came to me, I can give them advice for sure. But it depending on this topic and the situation, I might be leading them the wrong way because my mind isn't right. Yeah. It, it, and and that's a hard thing to deal with. That's a hard pill to swallow. And and uh, when it comes to oh. safe spaces, oh sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I got it. I had something I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in there to spice you guys' brain up a little. No, bit. no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'll talk after. So we're talking about just, um, you know, you know, as a man, you don't have like some emotional space and things like that, like safe spaces for, for your emotions. And all right, here's a reverse to that. Do you think at times you need your quote unquote safe space broken? Yes. Mm. Well, that, okay. I'll, I'll say it like this. I think that's the same conversation <laughs> piece of conversation that Rodney was saying, right? When you, when somebody comes to that safe space or comes inside that safe space, when you allow them in your safe space and they say something that starts to break the walls down, no pun on Jericho, <laughs> that's when it's the hardest because you have to then take those pieces and it's just like what he was saying about the people in your life, right? You have to move those pieces and then rebuild. You have to rebuild that safe space, rebuild that dome, rebuild. Yeah. You know, when you kick over a Lego set, right? Let's say you built you built the Death Star, Star, and you was happy and you was proud of it. And your kid comes and bangs the table by accident and it falls apart. You're going to fall apart because you put so much effort and so much time into that. You do the same thing with yourself, whether you realize it or not, by whatever actions you take. And it's an everyday thing. But when that breaks down, number one, you have to be ready to build it. Don't build it out of, what's the word? I'm out of, uh, it's not necessity. Um, don't build it because you're like, oh, all right, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not safe. Like, I mean, there's no other way to word it, right? I'm not safe. I'm gonna I'm gonna rebuild it because I don't I don't know what to do. No, evaluate what just happened, 
then once again, take whatever pieces that you think is going to be beneficial for you to grow and then make that space again. Because sometimes you got to get hit with the truth to realize yourself. And if you don't do that, then like y'all said, right? Essentially, you'll be living a lie and not not the fact that you're lying to everybody else, but you're lying to yourself. So, yeah, it's even worse. <laughs> That's even worse. Because to me, listen, there's there's a few people you don't lie to. Yourself, your children, your close family, and a woman or, or and or man or spouse that you're willing to, to, to give your all to. You know what's interesting about what you're saying about lies, right? Is that across the board, lying is essentially the easiest thing you can do. And if you want to say technically is the most rewarding, there's a price you pay for the truth every single yep. time. But in the end, the truth is always more beneficial to you. But the lies in the short front, in a short, short space of time is always more beneficial in terms of like it gives you the most bang for your buck you lie it's easy you, time, get bunch, yeah. you get a bunch of stuff yeah. at, the, at a time but then you have to keep lying to sustain the lies that you told before or else yep. everything falls apart and the price you pay for it is way higher yeah absolutely. And if you told the truth took the hit and then got the greatest reward later yep but you know who wants to do that right who wants to who wants to live their life that's being why. honest and hard working right <laughs> well that's why when you get when you get in a room with somebody that's up against it and they got you on certain crimes people can cut you a deal and most people yeah. say, oh i'm going to trial then you blow trial now you're doing 20 years when yeah. you yeah. five <laughs> are on these streets well like yeah there's a there's a there's, if you Dang. just all they were asking some people even was like listen dude we're gonna let you off yeah. Um, it's gonna go on your record forever. You ain't going away. You're going probably not gonna be able to get a good job, but you will be able to get some job. But yeah, you don't gotta do time. All you gotta do is just admit, just say you're guilty. I ain't guilty. Nah, nah. I ain't hey, it. Hey. <laughs> like, what do you want to pick? You gotta, yeah. you gotta I, like you said, the truth the is phrase, pick the struggle, truth. right? Yeah, yeah. It's always gonna benefit you no matter what. Oh, because it's. It's it's that it's that it's that game. You trust me. The long term, it's, it's way, way better, way better in the long term, way better. It's, it's absolute. Like, <laughs> it's and, like you could stand in the water in the middle of the Caribbean and look at your feet under the water. Uh, you keep lying, you will be standing at Rockaway Beach looking at the murky water. Yeah, water. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. yeah. It's two different reviews. Yeah, it's it's Jamaica. We standing at Rockaway one sixteen. Right. Like, I'd rather be standing in Jamaica, be honest with you. So it's funny. It's funny too, right. right? I was just having this conversation with somebody, and it's about lying, but it's a different type of lie, right? It was about cheating, and it goes, and I was telling them that, listen, look, no one is perfect, all right? People have done it, all right? No one is perfect. <laughs> but... <laughs> We dropped this now. No, no. <laughs> listen, man. No, but let's be real. <laughs> you know, like, right, right. No, listen. Like, like, but here's the thing, right? And and this is what and this Everybody is what I told sipping juice all of a sudden, like right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry, but, 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 ahead, but here's ahead, yeah. the thing about it, right? 
And it's just like you said, Malon. You have to lie and then keep up with the lie. And that's the worst part about it, right? Well, obviously the action, but but it's it's the consistent lying because now you have to consistently lie about well, where you were that night, blah, 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 and whatever other question. Mm-hmm. I say that to say this. Once again, that goes to your safe space. Because if you're consistent, if if you lied so many times in your life and that becomes your safe space, then that's a scary thing too. You're never safe now, with that. <laughs> no, right, but 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 that's the but that's what I'm saying. Like you, you're, it, yeah. it's scary because you're not safe with that, right? You feel like that's your that's your comfort blanket, if you will. But at the end of the day, who are you hurting? Not only yourself, but whoever you're lying to, <clears throat> right? And it's it's like it, it it's part of the reason why I bring up that I brought up that conversation too was because it takes too much energy to lie once again because you have to consistently come up with something new or make sure you're telling the same story or mm. whatever and that takes too much energy if you're if you're we're getting older we're tired all right <laughs> we're sleeping mm-hmm. you're going to waste your energy on that than just being honest and then use that energy for something else. You know how much energy it takes to just go, nah, I was, I was at so-and-so, you know, and, and, and being honest about it. Right. And I'm not talking about that conversation. I'm just saying in general, mm-hmm. right. It, 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 imagine how, think about it, right. Think about a conversation you had where you told the truth and then you, you made up some BS. When you told the truth, it was easy to come out. Like the words just came out because it was honest and it, it was the truth. But when it's BS, you feel it in your chest, you feel it in your gut, you start to get a headache, you feel like your brain's actually moving around, you get the chills, your fingers start to shake, <laughs> you know, you eat mom's spaghetti. It's like arms <laughs> heavy. <laughs> Me is a week, you know. <laughs> but it's just it takes too much energy at the end of the day. Yeah, look. Yeah. The hardest thing is to look at because at the end of the day, you got to look at yourself in the mirror, and you you can't really. There's not more you can do about that. You have to look at you every day. For those of you who are avoiding the mirror, you might want to reevaluate your life. Well, I mean, you don't (laughs) don't want it to break either. You know, (laughs) I want to reevaluate your life. Hey, listen, it's never too much to change. Never too late to change. I made mistakes. I made bad, some bad mistakes. But you know what? Got to do what you got to do. I mean, you know, you got to step up and just say, hey, I made a mistake. I don't have a plan. I need help. And yeah. you got to have to live with that. Whatever comes after this comes. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's, it's in between. Sometimes it's not. It's not. It's a lot of sacrifice. There's a lot of making up. There's a lot of trust that need to be rebuilt. There's yeah. a lot of things that go on. Like <laughs> cheating goes, bro. Look, you gotta ask yourself what you cheating for in the first place. It's, 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 I, mean, I didn't really it's wait, true. Wait. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. I, I want I wanted Rodney to really jump on that idea about with the breaking um your safe space. Wait, I real really quick. Wanted, yeah, before we before we do, we only have a few minutes left. So mm-hmm. um Rod, 
when you uh talk about when you give your answer right after that real quick i just want us to um just to state how it is that we can build a safe space for yourself okay so i'm about knocking down your safe space oh okay so like i was saying before you got to be able to reevaluate those tentacles a lot octopus because there are going to be invaders there's going to be people that you open that door to and they're going to poke some bricks out of that hole. Oh, man. You're going to have to pick them bricks up. You're going to have to reevaluate and rebuild. And sometimes that's not always a bad thing because, like we said, just because you think it's safe, it might be too safe. They just got in, bro. They broke the barrier. So how can you yeah, call yeah. They, they do right. the wall. So right. you got you to understand that you always, your entire life, you're always going to reevaluate that safe space. You're always going to move them sandbags around, move the brick wall. All right, we're going to shut this brick over here. We're going to, yeah. we're going to reinforce this door because these guys keep getting in. These entities just keep getting in. This negativity keeps hopping over. Man, it's listen, it's a tough life to live, but we all got to live it. What you got to do is find a way to reevaluate yourself and keep moving and move the wall with you. Don't sit there and what soldier you know runs out and runs out in the war. Let's go medieval times. Are you fighting with a sword and shield? You just drop your shield and just start wielding the sword? Halo, <laughs> baby. No, no, pick up your shield, get yeah, ready right. to fight, and shield yourself from the from the enemy. So yeah, you got it. There's going to be just trust me. The negativity is real. The hate is real. People are going to be so jealous of some of the things you do in your life. It's not even funny. You can have a great job. You can somebody can work at McDonald's, whatever you do, and somebody's always going to hate. There's always gonna be haters, there's always gonna be somebody that wants you, so somebody that's not gonna like you. It's just a part of life, but it's about how you reevaluate that wall. There are going to be intruders, you are going to have to rebuild it, but it's a constant thing to the day you're putting the ground. All right, well, gents, real quick, how um how can you make a safe space for you? Like, like, as in, I mean, I know it's individual and to each their own, but what are some of the steps to creating a safe space? Um, I'll, I'll say this, right? Uh, God made the garden of Eden and a snake was in that. <laughs> so mm. Mm. all I'm going to give you the idea is that <laughs> at any given time, your safe spaces can be intruded on and eviscerated and I can use any beautiful word you want to call collapse on you. So be open to the idea of change, just like the leaves in autumn, you are constantly in flux and you can change and reevaluate and always rebuild. So be open to the idea that your safe space can be invaded or taken from you, but you're always able to rebuild and make it better absolutely so cultivate good people around you cultivate people that are willing to be in the trenches with you when times get tough and give you great advice stages that give you great advice to get you through it and then rebuild and just have your mind free to know that you are always safe if you are living, you can always create safety for yourself. That's there it. you go, Rod. 
I would say first thing I want to do is just um, identify what's safe for yourself. That's where you start. Then you break it down with the three things that we said. The point, if it's a relationship that you with, the really company that you keep, and your financial situation. Um, as a man, you're gonna have to read really think hard about those three core things. And if you're single, with making a lot of money and got a whole bunch of friends, I think you just figured out what the problem is. If you're, if you're married, don't got no money, and the, the, the job is moderate, I think you find out what what the what was really holding you down. It's not that hard when you really lay it out. Draw it out if you have to. But when you break it down and you process of elimination, you can understand, okay, how do I build around this? How do I center myself around this? I'm good here, but that doesn't mean I'm always going to be good here. But I'm good right now. What do I got to do to attack what I can control right now? Right. Because those two other things might start come tumbling down at any given moment. So yeah. let me create my safe space blocking this for right now because those two other things are going pretty decent. And when those start to crumble, I, I obviously know I got to take what I built here and just move it right over. It's a constant build throughout your entire life, man. You always remember that you get this place. This, this, this show is a safe place. You can come here. You can speak. Always. You can write into us. You can do whatever you need to do to get it off your chest. You're, for for me and my line, our notebook is our safe space. We open that notebook. This is us and the pages and the pen that comes with it, pencil that comes with it, marker. I don't care if you draw and write it in crayon. It comes with it. Use it. It's a great tool. Uh, for me, you know, I, I can't really, I can't, there's no way to top what you guys just said. Um, the only thing I would add is to make sure that the circle that you have is honest with you whether you made a mistake whether you were correct in whatever situation make sure they're honest with you and they'll tell you they'll tell you how they honestly feel about whatever situation you're in because sometimes that's just what you need you don't need a yes man in your life you don't need yes people in your life you need somebody who's going to tell you straight up yo man that was wrong yo i don't or or i don't think you was right when you made this move or hey listen you know, I, I would have did it differently, but it seems like it's working for you. Do what you got to do and, you know, make sure you have people who are there. You know, we all live life. Not everybody's going to be there at every single moment. That That's a fact. But make sure that when 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 it comes down to the nitty gritty, if you will, that you can count on people who who genuinely love you, love your family. Um, but 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 essentially just love you for you because you don't need to change for anybody. Um, you only need to change when it makes your life better. Um, and most of that is internal. So make sure you're doing making the right steps so that you can build yourself and make sure you keep the right people around you. Um, so with that being said, Maylon, is yes, sir. you mind you want to let People know where they can find you. Where you can find some of your stuff, uh, or not? You can <laughs> sure you can uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, most of my stuff is on Instagram, so uh, or Facebook. But Instagram is Herbie Point Zero. Um, that's the Instagram. Follow me on there. Um, I mainly put most of my poetry and things on on that. And uh, yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Rod, let them know where they can find you, bro. You can find me on Instagram at Rod underscore Rod underscore Binks. And you can find me on X at Rod Rod Binks. 
for me, you can find me at Mr. Marvel 87 on everything. Uh, X, Instagram, and the Tiki Taki. Um, also, make sure to follow A Different Angle, both on 88 Pod 2023, um, on X and Instagram. And I am making a TikTok for us, so that will be coming soon. Uh, make sure to listen to us on CBD Multimedia uh, or CBD Network, same thing. Uh, you can Google that. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, and a whole or Apple Podcasts, and a whole bunch of other things. And videos will be coming soon on the CBD Multimedia Facebook. So make sure you're on the lookout for that. Uh, Melon, thank you so much, bro. Love you. Appreciate, Appreciate you, guys, you so man. much. Rod, hit him with it. If you're looking for a different angle, where the guys will give it to you. It's been a different angle, guys. We love you. Peace. Peace. Living and winning and building something that's impressive. I don't want to do the same thing. I want to be progressive. Got a lot of dreams that I make come true. Got a lot of things that I want to do. Got a lot of goals that I want to prove. And there's not a lot of time, so I gotta make moves.